Hey everybody, we at Podgave Rock and Roll Do You want to make it clear that we don't mean any offense by our comments, critiques, or opinions. We're not music critics, just buddies that use talking about music as an excuse to hang out. Also, our language is intended for adult ears. Enjoy! Cause I'm in the shed house Wish I played in a rock and roll band Somebody give me a dollar bill So I can pass out I watched Lethal Weapon 2 recently. Mm. And uh diplomatic so the whole, immunity. <laughs> but the whole soundtrack is just this blues like just you know almost every scene has this blues undertone. I recently remembered kind of that it was Clapton and it's just so funny cuz it, it's very cheesy. He definitely just mails in like Is it the first one's blues definitely soundtrack. Clapton. The first one definitely is. It's uh, that it's that after midnight beer commercial 80s era Clapton. Yeah. Like with that, like, synthy, like, well, he, pipe sound. Did sounds. he do... He did the Rush, too, right? He did Tears and Heaven was on that. Oh, was I it Rush? He, I think he did all the blues guitar playing in it, too. I can't say that. it's the same... It's a, li- it's a little heavier in Rush than <laughs> Lethal Weapon. Well, you, you know Clapton's been in the news this week because he, he said he wasn't he wasn't going to play a show that... Uh, Let's keep it positive for us. What, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> with a, <laughs> For a second here. Um... What's better, rush that movie or rush the Formula One movie? If I had to choose, I'd I'd watch the racing movie again. Rush, you only need to watch it once. <laughs> yeah, exactly, I'm with it. That that yeah. race was pretty good. It's too much sadness. Yeah, exactly. Thor does a good job. Can we go back to Eric Clapton's not playing? Um, <laughs> okay, so, okay, okay. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, okay, so okay. sorry, okay. sorry, that was Pesci from Lethal. Okay, yeah, I did okay, that. Okay, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. They fuck you in the drive-thru. <laughs> I'm not eating this tuna. <laughs> it's not a tuna. Oh, it's not a tuna. Um, yeah, so back, back to Clapton and his uh, I'm not playing shows where that where people have to get back. It's like, okay. So okay. I don't know so shows. why he's taking these, these hard lines. <laughs> why, him and Van Morrison are I just know. like not doing it. And they it's think they're freedom fighters. They're like, oh, we're... It's like why Fighting like I don't here. ask Fauci about what the bridge chords should be to a fucking song like why would I give a <laughs> shit what you think about a, a vaccine and I I love both those guys and I've often said Van Morrison has never done anything <laughs> I don't like I swear to Christ I've said that because I haven't heard it I've never heard a Van Morrison song I'm like fuck this song and so what? he just puts it all into this one pile of shit fucking like outing yeah but do you think it's just a money thing it's like do you think they just or do you think they're just old and crotchety and fucking Bored. They're just old and fucking crotchety. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he's seventy six. It doesn't matter how much money you have. Seventy six. Or... Bitching about shit like I, bet, I, I, I would never Clapton think that. Sober. I would never think that Clap that Van Morrison was nearly as happy on a day to day basis as fucking Willie Nelson. <laughs> Van Morrison's always aggravated. He's like <laughs> Willie's he's also counting. high all the time. So. Well, that's fucking doable for Van. Like if that's what cures his fucking ailments, like but him and Pete Townsend are his preferred moment. His preferred high is is probably whiskey. You know. I don't know if that's uh, that can. I don't well, know if you can survive on that. I mean, at seventy six, I'm like, like Ron Wood went to rehab. I'm like, why? <laughs> you're in your fucking seventies, dude. You can die at any moment, anyway. Just you like drugs. Just do drugs. You're a Rolling Stone. Your kids, your grandkids, your great. Everybody's fine. You've had. You've already had an amazing life. Right. Just go for it. But, Are you like? I want to remember my late seventies. When? When you're dead. I want another good like, Stones album. Is what I want. 
Give me one more drugs. <laughs> you know, that's that's asking too much. I don't think. Although it their is. their blues album wasn't bad. You know, I mean, it, it's it's weird. Like you're talking about Van Morrison's like, like recent album is just you can't even believe it's the same artist because it's so terrible. The one is you that know? the anti-vax stuff? Yeah, I, I haven't and, listened to it. I and the can't. same with like Clapton. Remember when Clapton did that song "In My Father's Eyes" that was all over the radio oh in the nineties? I sure do. I sure do. Dick song. <laughs> I um, I used to love it just because I was so all in on Clapton. I didn't love it. I was just like, yeah, there's my boy. Do it, dude. Get on the radio. Uh, but oh my god, it's a such a cheesy song. I remember that because the the album cover design is the worst thing I've ever seen. No. It's like a light a lightning bolt face with a full moon. <laughs> and like techie text pilgrim. <laughs> Actually, one other thing I do remember from that Eric Clapton, I saw some that era that that album. I saw some footage of him playing a concert, and he was wearing like a fucking hoodie and oversized jeans and like like Adidas Originals or something. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Are you in? Like, you're not. You can't pull off Run DMC from 1984. Are you drinking again? <laughs> like, just he looked like he ran through his kid's closet and came out and just like. All right, mom. I'm ready. He came to out dressed game. like a cartoon, where he just went into the closet and like a bunch of stuff gets thrown out. The cartoon. And then he if just you comes remember out the Simpsons, like, what's up? That one time they had Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie, and Homer was Poochie. He had like, the hat on backwards. He was just like fucking Poochie. Poochie. <laughs> Eric Poochie Clapton was here. Poochie There's a big pile of dog shit over there. Poochie was wait, here. So wait, let me ask you this: What is the worst song you can think of by a band you love? Oh, now let me ask you this. In addition to that, follow-up question. Does it affect what you think of them overall? Like, and yeah, do you okay, have to yeah. like do you, if you if there's something you can't fucking stand, or, or let's say there's a bunch you can't stand, does that diminish your overall perspective or or, or take on the band just personally? Like, okay, let's take Clapton for example. Besides his fucking vaccine nonsense, that fucking tune "Let It Grow" is atrocious. Let it grow, <laughs> let it blossom. Love is lovely. He says, "Love is lovely." Let it grow, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "Oh God, like that, it, it is bad." But but that's a rare. I can't fucking stand it. Eric Clapton song, and he has. That's really one of the few I can think of that I just can't stand. I know you don't like some of the like Bad Love or, or is it that or some of the newer stuff. Well, I mean, Bad Love's fine. I used to play it a lot on guitar, but just the the tone of the, the 80s. 80s 90s. But real quick, like, so he just has enough he doesn't have enough for me to not for me for it to outweigh his stuff, Clapton. Yeah. I just don't expose myself to the bad stuff. Neil Young's are interesting cuz there are a lot of out al- there are a few <laughs> albums of his that are like unlistenable. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got a and, lot of material. And I, I mean, but that's just almost like the output is so much. Like, you know, if he's a baseball player, he's still probably batting like 350, which I think is a really good average. Like, you, yes, I mean, yes. he has like nine albums in the 80s, and like, you know, probably Trans is pretty good, Freedom's pretty good, but like the rest of them, and like his albums in the last few years, like Greendale, like, oh my goodness. <laughs> There's one song. Hawks and Doves. It just goes on for 10 minutes. I think it's called Greendale, and he's just talking about the environment and stuff and it's just like all right this is it's like you gotta write a fucking song man you can't just play guitar and rant like it has to be a <laughs> song like it's it's got but like he had that tune i remember my buddy one of my roommates used to always quote and he was like <laughs> i don't remember what album song but it's literally like you saw it on the tube you bought it on the phone the bottom <laughs> fell out was a piece of crap piece of and it's like literally called piece of crap it's like that's ironic that you named this song piece of crap Neil um, Young. <laughs> what are your Jonathan? What are Not your thoughts? Marsh. What are your thoughts on Chuck Berry's Dingaling? 
<laughs> Never thought about it. Next question. <laughs> um. <laughs> well, I watched a video of it, and it's a terrible. Like, it's not good. Just, but his charisma is undeniable. It's even him singing that song. It's like God, this guy's got it. <laughs> like, I would say his lowest looking. point was when he was caught. Filming women using the bathroom <laughs> in his restaurant. Speaking of that's, a, that's his worst song. I think that's the unreleased fucking song that was supposed to be on the B side of my of his dingling. Uh, well, let me so, let me take a different tack uh, to to this question. So the Rolling Stones, they also have a lot of albums. Like their great albums are great. Whatever. Let's. I feel like it's almost unfair to just call out like later stuff because yeah, again, it's that's just like, obviously not their right. best stuff. But. Um, like some for the for the Stones for me a song like Shattered I hate I like Shattered. that song Shay Doobie yeah so I don't like, like Shattered Shay Doobie it's almost like that <laughs> it's just a song I hate but just one are there are there many others that you're like I fucking can't stand this song but see that, that's a difficult question as well because it's like I mean the, like Neil said the albums that I don't like and the songs I don't like I just don't ever listen to right so. but they're not like stand out like let, let, that clap tune let it grow I fucking hate that song it's abysmal well like I've never heard that song you should listen to it you know <laughs> I'm not going to after you're not selling he it he says well. love is lovely that's the worst line I've ever heard in a song <laughs> full stop but like there are no stone songs I just can't stand there's no Pink Floyd I can't stand I'm sure I could find plenty of stones that I'm now not liking is one thing, but just I really fucking hate it. Like, well, and that's the thing too. There's so many stone songs from the last 20, 30 years that I just probably haven't listened to. Yeah, like, and they're just not right. But like, there's no Grateful Dead songs that I'm like I can't oh, stand this. Song. Well, there's one on Shakedown Street called France. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not my go-to Shakedown Street song. That's for sure. Um, France. Um, the Elton John song, like Jamaica Jerk Off, or whatever. I'm like, yeah, fuck that. That's a terrible song. Like, I do not like. You don't song. want a Jamaica Jerk Off, Jonathan? No, no. There's nothing about uh, be it Jamaica or Jonathan seasoning. Jones yeah, Jonathan's Jonesing that, for a Jamaica Jerk Off. Is that the old opposite white of that. man reggae? I, is he talking about the spice? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't know. Not jerk. I don't like jerk it. seasoning. I don't want to listen that hard. <laughs> Yeah, I would say it's it's difficult to say like, oh, I hate songs by bands I like. It's more of like, because if I like a band, I'm probably going to be able to put up with their sound. Okay, you know? well, here's another one. I hate the fucking White Stripes acoustic shit. It's so annoying. Huh. It's so lame. When they lay into it electric-wise and fucking like get their riff on, like Jack White's as good as it gets riff-wise. But their yeah. acoustic, it's just like, oh, God, like, come on, man. And, you know, but to answer your question, like, no, it doesn't affect... Whether I like a, an artist or not, yeah, I agree. Ultimately, as yeah, as long as they have enough good stuff, then mm -hmm. I, I'm not. It I affects really whether I might go see them or not. That is a fair point. Oh, I will say this, and you know, no fucking, I'm not trying to piss anybody off, but like, Fish has some songs I fucking hate, but they have <laughs> some songs I really like too. Yeah, well, they have. Fish has songs that even the <laughs> they biggest hate. fish lover hates. Even Fish hates them. <laughs> yeah, they hate them. <laughs> it's like we're just we're just playing this to fuck with y'all. Belayhu, what's the fuck? What's it? Belayhu. I keep thinking of Atreyu from fucking The Neverending <laughs> Story. Artex! Artex! <laughs> In the swamp of despair or whatever the fuck it is. The oh, horse. Yeah, oh, oh, my yeah. God. That turtle, yeah. man. That turdy, turtle is such a strange looking thing. Like when it sneezes him into Every, the tree. 
Everything's strange. That wolf at the end is strange. No, the wolf at the end strange. is just ridiculous looking. The, the, it it the even looked flying, ridiculous back the then. The flying white dog. Like that the, thing the, is The cocker spaniel dragon. 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 Valcor, baby. Valcor. Um, Isn't that the, an erectile question? dysfunction pill? What? Valcor? Valcor. Valcor. I think um, it may call it like anal seepage or something. Anal seepage? That's one of the side effects. Well, that the, Valtrex is to treat herpes. <laughs> oh. What's Valcor treat? Then nothing. Um, <laughs> Valkyrie treats another. <laughs> but um, Jonathan Bang. <laughs> and on that note, <laughs> you are listening. Let's be clear. To- we are not medical experts. Do not take our opinions on fucking Valtrex, Altrex, fucking Luck Dragons, or the nothing. Speaking of strange things, this week we are discussing people are strange from the Doors 1967 album Strange Days. Written by Jim Morrison and Robbie Krieger. Produced by Paul A. Rothschild. When you're strange, faces come out of the rain. When you're strange. I picked People Are Strange by the Doors because, in many ways, I feel like it's a quintessential Doors song. It kind of has all their quirks and and intricacies and, and, and the thing that makes them the Doors. And it's a relatively succinctly written song. It's not, you know, some nine or ten minute epic. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I love how the Doors have this bluesy, philosophical, uniquely American vibe. They're all kind of—I mean, they were film school, but like they're like you know they're all into different different things and but all artistic. And then. The, you know, the guitar player, Robbie Krieger, was into the, in the blues and brought that to the table. So they're almost like the most English rock band of, of the American rock bands. <laughs> and I just simply uh, love their vibe. I got turned on to this. Um, I was probably in eighth grade when the, the Doors movie came out. And this was on, you know, the greatest hits. But um, I was just immediately drawn into uh, their world. And for their mix of art, blues... You know, leather, whiskey, and Nietzsche. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. don't think you get much more bang for your buck. And uh, I think this song <laughs> encompasses most all of that. Yeah. I love this song. I must say I was first introduced to The Doors and this song at the same time by a cover in the movie Lost Boys, Echo and the mm-hmm. Bunnymen doing this uh, in that. Because mm-hmm. I, I watched that a lot when I was a kid. I loved that movie. and Because I didn't even realize until recently that it was a cover. Ray Manzarek produced it. I know. That's awesome. That's why it's so spot on. Yeah. But apart from that, I mean, I love how just it has this circus cabaret, really cool sound to it. I think it's a very rare rock song that just the point of view is very rare. But it's very important because it's so relatable. Everyone has moments like these where people are strange, you know, whether you're just depressed or... It's uh, you've been up all night and it's the next morning and you're like, oh my God, people are strange. It's got (laughs) so many relatable lyrics in it, but with this fun, spooky kind of circus vibe to it. And even to the the lyric, women seem wicked to either sex that's so relatable. Like, yeah, love the song. It's great. The Doors, I mean, my mom used to listen to The Doors. I know she had Morrison Hotel, and I want to say she had, like, a best of, but I can't... I don't know if The Doors have a... I mean, they have to have a yeah, best of. Yeah, they do. Of, it's right? him on the cover with the... Yeah. The classic. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, so she, she had... And, it, and it's black and white. Black and white with the, red. The best of. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. 
so so we we listened to that a decent or she listened to that and so and they were you know i mean the the, the doors like you said they're an american band they're they were on classic rock radio to a large extent they're great their good stuff is great i love the doors I, when people should when people shit on the doors i don't know why they have so many good songs but this song in particular is probably my least favorite of their really good songs it's still great mm-hmm. let me not let me categorize that but for some reason i don't find the song very catchy i agree with you jonathan it has everything that m- makes the doors the doors and that's why it's great but I, I don't really walk away from it kind of humming anything. The vocal and the lyric are super strong, and the music keeps me engaged. And it's got a great vibe, and I think that carries the song more than anything else. And, you know, you could say that for a lot of their songs. It's it's really about their vibe, the end, stuff like that. Um, but this, like, it, it isn't as poppy as Love Me Two Times, which is on the same same album, Strange Days. And it's or it's and it's not as good as like Roadhouse Blues or L.A. Woman, but you know I'm glad it exists. Yeah, I think Josh, it's just so specific. I love this song, but uh, there's not many times where I'm gonna put it on. But it really is a good piece of art. I don't know how good of a song it is. That's fair. That's a good point. Well, I mean, I think it's a good song because it so succinctly communicates the point. Here's the thing about it, Josh. I'm surprised that you don't like about it. There's a psychological vulnerability to it. It's a it's anxiety ridden. It's yeah. But it's, it's cool. It's and so it's vulnerable. By That's whiskey. the best part about it, right? And it's well, sub- I, but it's also I, controlled. It's also muted. Yeah, but I said I like the vocal and the and the lyrics. No, no, I, okay. My only gripe was it's just not catchy. You don't think so, it's strange? It is like catchy, catchy, man. Oh my god, I had it in my head all week. I don't think it's that catchy. Like, no. Man, that's one of the most. I, I, it's so, I walk into a bar, and that's like if you feel out of place, this is like the but most. I'm not, but, I, but when I say catchy, I mean like. I'm not leaving the song singing that. I, really? I, I'm more. I'm more leaving the song with faces the music. come out in the there's rain. There's just certain music things. Uh, there's certain musical touches in there that I enjoy more than than really his singing in the song and hmm. and 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 the lyric itself. I think of this as I, I just wrote down the freak show saloon because that's what it feels <laughs> yes, like. Yes, it yes. feels but like they, a bunch they, they of do fucking. That a lot. Here's what's so cool about this tune: is this guy who is like one of the iconic like sexual figures in rock and roll lead singer defines lead singer yeah yeah he's admitting how out of place he can feel and how mm-hmm. everyone can feel out of place and how he can just feel like you don't fit and i yeah I, whether you like it or not i dig that honesty man the honesty is so compelling and, and so truthful yeah and i for sure i think that this song is almost like a, a statement on humanity whether you love it or not as far as like your one of your favorites it's just such a relatable song like everyone feels this way what you're talking about it's almost like he's i don't know how much i like jim morrison i like part of me thinks he's kind of posing and part of me thinks you just like you can't fake it with this shit man like like he's kind of a goth you know i mean but, well, I, but I think you know being in hollywood and being around that it's it, it's kind of similar to the little feet thing we talked about where like no but they're talking about the south but, and this and that he's not sure, talking sure, sure. about but they in and of themselves are very cinematic I'm sorry, like their well, songs they're all just... school kid. I mean, they're all film school yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Song so, so they're they're playing that up. Like you're still writing things that are have a certain feel and a certain vibe. I mean, and maybe that's more the music around what the lyric is that that gives it the cinematic feel in the song. It probably that that's probably more true. I, I like the lyric. Don't get me wrong. I, I do. It's succinct. He gets to the point. It's, it's straightforward with a little depth. So. It, 
it's a good lyric. It's it's very goth to me. What do you mean it's, goth. It's goth. What kind of goth? that whole? You need to expand on what goth it's is. That, no, it's this is not freak goth. Show. This is not. It's kind goth. of that freak show, but it's early. But it's not visually like he's not doing. He's just wearing. No, this what is he's this is so much no more makeup. like this is so much more broad than goth because it's all it's all black. Yes, he's, he's always wearing all black. And, 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 white. He wears white shirt a lot. Black and white. God, I, I love this. Yeah. I love this take. Morrison was the origin no, no, of it's God. not visually. It's it's not about visual. It's about just how you feel when you feel out of place. That's what's so cool about it. Sure, the lyrics specifically. Yes, Morrison as he presents himself in a lot of ways. But the song also goes to it because the whole People are Strange with that Doors music on it that makes it the freaky cabaret is very goth. <laughs> freaky cabaret. When you say when, goth, I just attribute to a visual component and I don't think the visual component is necessary in this. I think goth is more like I'm strange. Like that, it's like I'm, I'm weird and strange. But, but we all, but no, but, but, that, that but it's intentional. like, to try to creep you out and to try to freak you out. And I think Jim Morrison was all about that. No, but I think this is more like we all feel awkward sometimes. Yes, we yes. All feel like I we think this belong. is much more universal. I, agree I wrote down you. American Art School Blues because that's what it sounds well, like. Well, no, it's it's so creative. Is it, an America, is it America Art School Blues or is it Freaky yeah. Cabaret? It can be both. Because I, I, have you, I mean, I'm sure we've all been somewhere where you just feel like, I don't fit in here. I don't belong. I don't, and I'm always, I felt that way a lot. Like, you know, I'm just like, I don't, I can pretend and kind of fake it and talk to people, but I don't fit it. I feel like everyone has on some level, but he makes it like, no one remembers your name. Like who, like, who are you? Like, yeah. Who are you? Streets are uneven. Yeah, but, Women are wicked. Like, ugh. absolutely. But the whole vibe, then the doors make it a door song, which gives you that kind of freakish Freak show, yeah. cabaret, yeah. early like early Europe, like French. I got the word you're looking for, Josh. Europe thing, vaudeville. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's what. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's you know, dark, like circus vaudeville. It's just very like minor. early, well, early twentieth century Europe. Well, the co- is kind of what it what it sounds like, but which is strange being an American blues band but it's that is influenced and that's, by Europe. That's just why it's so good. Just the exactly. the cabaret with blues. Is like no other band has ever really tapped into that. So sincerely. They took the the best parts of that freak show, circus kind of vibe. There's so many songs that sound a lot like this, but th- this is almost the epitome of those those songs. Yeah, and that's a fair point. And before we get into the song, I just want to go back to the goth thing for a second. There was a, fir- really the first like big screen present in silent, silent films was a woman named I don't know how to say her first name. It's T H E D A Theta Theta <laughs> Bara, and like all like most of her films like can't be. You can really only see her in in photos because her films were like burned, you know, like the originals. But she was the first like big silent movie star, and she was very goth, and that was kind of the origin of goth. So I see him as an extension of that way of entertaining, because Jim Morrison seems like a Dean Martin or Frank Sinatra, but in a Freakier way. He's a crooner. He's a he's a crooner that like should be like he could be in a Vegas nightclub, but he's more (laughs) out there. Like he's out in fucking you know the desert singing to nobody. Here's the thing though. I would say here's why I'm pushing back on the goth thing. Everything goth seems to be like an exaggeration, and this doesn't seem exaggerated. This does not seem exaggerated to me. Mm, I I think I think he I think Jim Morrison's a little exaggerated. No, goth is manufactured. I think. 
Morrison was was his like, stage performance can be exaggerated, but on this writing of this, I don't feel like the writing of this. Is he was the pure. Well, the stage performance and all the poetry shouting he does in a lot of his songs that are just bullshit. That's just fucking it's just alcoholism. Like, dude. Chilled, dude. That's just alcoholism. But it's but, still. It's but just it was, like it was, it's like it's like a teenager writing poetry and like screaming it I out know, into the but, world. No, when he's got. screaming, it's not poetry. When he's screaming, he's just drunk. What he did inspired what is now goth. But I think saying he's goth is is a travesty. Like don't I stand do that. by it. I, there's nothing. I'm not saying a negative thing right, about right. goth. I, I've, I've never said yeah. this, but I've never thought about this. I think they are the most personal and introspective of the American bands. You look at the bands of the era. Well, yeah, like no, you can't get the, any more introspective. All these, than like, this it's song. So it's like the it's like it's like the animals meets fucking the Kinks. Like it's do you, that do you kind of vibe. CCR in that. I don't think <laughs> no, no. CCR isn't as inherently. They do have moments, but most of their big hits aren't inherently introspective. The the the, recon, no, the, the psychological they're more, they're more classic. Yeah, it's just like, rocky, rocky. Kind of the psychological vulnerability of this and the admission of I'm the coolest yes. motherfucker around, and I'm not. I feel I don't feel cool no, a lot of the time. And I think I feel like I don't fit. The word you cool. just said, the admission, the admission of this song is there the best go. part about it. Hey, Brian Wilson was writing songs similar yes, to this. Yes, his. but yeah, but, but not I think this this captures it Sometimes much better. I feel very sad. But he was like he never I left his room. He's like he never left his room. Like <laughs> In my Morrison sleeping on the street, <laughs> looking at people creeping by at fucking three a.m. and he's like, "Whoa, people are weird, man." <laughs> well, what's so funny is we were talking about American bands, and I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, "Wait." Why were all of the American bands on the West Coast in the six? Like because early fucking on? Baptists hate fucking rock and roll, Josh. Murph. Yeah, but what about in the Northeast? Like in the early they in the mid sixties, no rhythm. <laughs> the, the white Northeasterners didn't have it. To, didn't have the rhythm. Not until black folks moved up there. No. <laughs> well, I tell you what, Ray Manzarek had the rhythm. Chicago no. in the house. <laughs> And Morrison, oh, he's, uh, he's from Chicago. Yeah, and Morrison was a Virginia, Florida guy. Well, he was he was a navy he was a navy brat. And then yeah, you got I the mean, two California Krie- kids. Krieger is amazing, but he was just playing off of Krieger. But he's like, a great songwriter. So he's a songwriter. He's a great yes, songwriter. Yes. But and then yeah. Densmore's but, rhythm choices were amazing. Um, Densmore, I used to see at the Whole Foods in Santa Monica. Really? Day. And like at first, I was just like, "Who's that short guy with the crazy white hair? He's got to be a rock and roller." And then I was like, "Oh, that guy's in the Doors, definitely." I looked it up. One of my uh, guitar, I him. one of my guitar lessons, saw Dylan at the fucking Whole Foods in Santa Monica. Ooh, <laughs> he said he just had like a hoodie, like tight, pulled like tight, like fucking like super tight around his face. It's so sad. He's like, <laughs> "What's so the price on this?" <laughs> It's just two for one. I don't have my coupon. <laughs> I think I want some charcoal toothpaste. <laughs> Can I get that discount? My number is 323. <laughs> Neil, you sounded like a computer nerd. You were like, my discount is 323. People are strange when you're a stranger. All right, Jonathan, what is your favorite part of this song? So, supporting Morrison's theme of alienation and vulnerability and admission and all that good stuff is the, as you said, Josh, it's kind of cabaretish, vaudeville, the music, the, and and it, and when you say cinematic, I think maybe uh, I don't want to assume, but I'm thinking that maybe you're talking about how it almost feels like Broadway, like like it's almost like someone's like. 
It's like you're, you know, it, it, it's someone's telling. It, it's such a, so narrative driven that it, it like it's almost like moving a story along. And I love that the Doors can do that in one track, and then in another just be straight rock or straight blues. So the arrangement of this song, I think, is is very special and very. There again, Neil Ray Manzarek, jazz, blues, all that stuff. I, I think the music to the song is. As always with the Doors, the the thing that makes it that validates the perspective of of, of the writer of Morrison. Yeah, but the, I guess the funny thing is, is that Krieger and Jim wrote this song, so this wasn't necessarily a Ray Manzarek song. But you know, Manzarek arranged it. Like you yes, know, like yes, you for sure, it, for it sure. Has to have, yeah, I mean, because right. it has such a cohesive like sound to it. Like exactly. he definitely was like, oh, I know what to do with this. I know what to do with this exactly. <laughs> The story is Morrison was kind of depressed, went for a walk in Laurel Canyon, came back, and he's like, dude, I wrote this song. And then he did it, and Densmore said, when I heard it, I was like, oh, this is going to be a hit. And then Krieger kind of helped him put it together. Well, and it's the perfect song to get you out of a depression. People are strange. They freak me out. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, and that's the you know that's that's the tag. What I mean by cinematic with this, I mean it's the song is like two minutes and fifteen seconds, so it's literally like the length of a scene. And the like you could take away you could take away all lyrics and just have the people are strange when you're strange when you're strange and that little repeat, and with those little guitar like and the and like his little guitar break and then the little keyboard solo. Like, all of those just fit perfectly in a movie. You know, like, you could use all of that in uh, so many different scenes. I mean, it's basically the perfect song for a horror movie. Yeah, yeah, it really is. In a sense. Like, you could put that in just about any horror movie, and it sounds great. It's going to make perfect sense. But the thing is, there's nothing supernatural or dark. No, no. the emotions. But, no, and that's the best part about it. It's just the the scary part is its reality. (laughs) But that's because it's the anxiety. He's saying reality is kind of scary sometimes. This has a very similar feel to Whiskey Bar to me, which is a cover of like an old like French. Uh, yeah, right. Well, well just even me. even the baseline, the baseline, bump, 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 yeah. bump. Like the baseline so, is very similar. And those though that song, they feel like they belong in like these black and white movies from the '30s. From like, there's this old movie called The Freaks. Which is from the 30s. Very strange movie, but it's like Criterion Collection. It's really cool. And like this song would fit perfectly but in there. there. So, but, like, when but, I hear but it. But this is, though, this is so personal. That's why it's so unique. This is what Dylan did for songwriting. Dylan made it okay to talk about, you know, your own intimate self. And like, it is it's intimate. The, yeah. it's, the, it's the fucking psychology of the weird of ourselves. Totally agree. Absolutely. But that's why it's, why it's so effective because it's not about but, monsters or any of that shit. Yes, but it's when about you hear, it's about you as the monster, right? We feel like monsters. We feel it's odd. the repetition. But but when you think about monsters, you don't necessarily think about yourself unless you're in a specific mindset. When when you're just like hear this song and you think about strange or monsters, you think about people that are different from you. Correct. But I feel like everyone are st- strange. Okay, every, every, everyone are strange. <laughs> Everybody because everyone are because strange. you're because everyone you're such an original. <laughs> no, because I'm so originally fucking <laughs> awkward. Y'all are weird. When you're unwanted, streets are uneven. When you're down, when you're strange, faces come out. 
My favorite part of the song is his crooning. The first line where he's like, stranger. It's like stranger. And the e- actually, the even is the best part. Uneven when you're down. <laughs> I'm going to have to say hashtag croontang. <laughs> croontang. <laughs> okay. But I, it, I'm just saying like. I don't understand that at all. <laughs> yeah, you do. You, you froze me. I'm like, and, croontang. And I mean, <laughs> like the guitar playing is so good on this song Bite as me well. off a piece. <laughs> Kick at one. Here's the thing. Morrison was always the odd man out. Like, like he was, I mean, seriously, he, like, he wasn't like Mr. Class present. He was like the fucking strange weirdo who believed he had something. But like, it's just like, you know, Hendrix with Hear My Train of Coming. It's like, I feel like I really feel like I have something, but no one seems to fucking see it. And I guess maybe I'm a total idiot, asshole, loser, or maybe I'm not. I don't know, but what the fuck? Why do I not belong? And and I just love how this this is a song about anxiety and awkwardness, but without yeah. being self self congratulatory. But I think for me with the Doors, I like. I think Krieger and Manzarek are the most important parts of the band, and I enjoy what they bring to the table more than him. I again, I'm not just going to harp on the fact that I think he's kind of of a poser, but like. Because, live, yeah, sure. live, though. You he can't say there's nothing posing but about his, this. His r- melodies that he wrote are so rhythmic in how they, like, how you can tell how he writes. I'm like, people are strange. I mean, it's very, like, you know. Da, 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 ha- I'm loving that hand movement. Move. <laughs> Go, just go but, with it, Josh. Yeah, with it. You know, he has a strange kind of way of putting that together. That's ironic. And, but it's also, but it's very emotional. Yes. It's very rhythmic. Uh-huh. And, you know, he has the ability to kind of go deep down. It's sincere. And it sounds, it sounds good, yeah. When you're strange, when you're Well, let, okay, so let's move away from his voice uh, and talk about the guitars for a minute. Jonathan, what do you think about Krieger's playing in this? Oh, it's cool, because, I mean, with that piano, and I think it's like, I, I don't remember what it's called, but, like, with that, to get that kind of a vaudeville like, piano sound, they'd put, like, tacks on the on the hammers that hit the, the piano strings, and it gives it that, it gives it that, that bright yeah. kind of brittle sound, and that against, you know, Krieger's guitar... Which happens to be a Gibson SG, which I happen to have one now, which mm. I'm very excited about. And uh, to have that sound against that, it, 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 it's a, a bit of a juxtaposition, but it also kind of ties together, you know, like. It sounds so good. It sounds so cool. And it's, it's so complimentary. Like, it, yeah. it's like peanuts at a, at a bar. The songwriting, the little, like, kind of hits he's doing the whole time, the, the, whole, the whole song is great. Um, and the solo is. Fantastic. Uh-huh. I did it's so short. It's so short and, and yeah. concise and just super creative. It's not blues, it's just music. You know, like he's he's tapping into that circus vaudeville nature of the guitar. And he, well he gets in and out, yeah. Well and one and thing here's the point of the pod where we try not to say chode. <laughs> it's a chode. No. Well, it's short the best and girthy. Um <laughs> therefore the next time you somebody's like Dude, do you like People Are Strange? And you're like, that guitar solo is a fucking joke. Total joke. Well, I, I read that he did that in one take, which was super impressive. I mean, I'm sure he worked oh, wow. on it. He didn't just go in blind. Like, he knew what he wanted to do. 
But if you watch the version of them doing this on Ed Sullivan, he he fucking melts down and he just he pulls the ripcord and just like I'm just gonna start going chromatic and just uh, let's just get this over with. <laughs> <laughs> now the the guitar brings you in and it takes you out of the song basically. You know, it, br- it brings you in all by itself. Dum dum and kind of sets that tone mm-hmm. of. You know, almost like a monster mash tone. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's yeah, just minor. And dun, minor. It's, it's very, dun, it's very dun, unique. Dun, dun. The guitar, because it's like, the, it's weird changes. Like he's constantly kind of changing chords, which is very it, unique. It sounds like a, a, a psychedelic. You know, there again, introspective version of of sixteen tons. Well, it sounds like Jim sang him what he should play on guitar, and he's like. You know, because it doesn't sound like something a, a guitar player would come up with. It sounds like either Manzarek or Jim came up with the guitar melody. Maybe, but you know what I'm talking about, like 16 tons? You know, 16 <laughs> yes, tons. Yes, yes. It's like boom, boom. It has that. It's like that, but it's like a psychedelic, psychological persuasion. Yeah. I, I, I also enjoy that little crescendo at the end that the guitar does there, yeah. like right at the yeah. end, like and with his final like... Well, the, the guitar playing is just, I mean fantastic the whole way through it and the, the tone is so good and and like you said and let's just kind of meld into men's eric's part on here now I, I necessarily don't love like i don't i think the sonically the bass is lacking a little bit because it's playing on keys but no, I love doesn't it. matter because everything else he's doing is so fantastic the now the like album, what you said now with on the this tax. though the, on the album sometimes they would have bass players yes it sounds like there was actually a bass player on this there's definitely a bass organ. line going through there i don't but no, it, the no album, it's a bass guitar on this, there's, there's, a, the there's a bass guitar on this yeah but tonally it's the weakest part of the song i don't know man i think no, that's the bass really I think the whole them. the whole Doors catalog, all of Ray Manzarek's bass lines are just so quintessential. It's almost like what a robot would play for the bass line for the like it's just we got the bass covered. Krieger, you do your thing, Jim, and then I'm gonna tickle the ivories on top. <laughs> We're gonna be good. Yeah, well <laughs> don't 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 tickle to don't say tickle to Jonathan. He I know, I know, like I know. It. That's a trigger. He's, he's t- got he's a tackle trigger. No, it's tickle not a trigger. technique. It's a he's fucking got a generic tickle trigger. Term. He's got a TT. He's got a TT. That's what he said in Tropic Thunder. He's like, we get back to the world. He's holding his hand. His hands are all blown apart. And he's like, I'm tickling the ivories. And it's like, he just starts crying because the dude's hands are like fucking destroyed. Oh, my God. Yeah, tickling the ivories is not a technique is my point. It's, it, it's, an, it's a euphemism. <laughs> the other impressive thing about that's a euphemism. The other impressive thing about this song is the fact that they have the quick guitar solo, and then they have the oh yeah, probably my my favorite part of the song is the is the piano yeah. breakdown. It's not a grand piano, that's for sure. No, no, I think it sounds like an upright, like tacky with that because it just like bum, said bum, that bum, bum. yeah, it's so great that barroom kind of um you know saloon like God, it's so uh, good you know. but no it th- that's the thing about the doors is like we talk about this all the time like oh you know that song sounds like you know it could be you could be in a, the the old west and even though they're a western band but this song feels like you should be in like a bar in paris in like but 1925 is, truthfully, though, in yeah, the old yeah, west yeah. they were playing like they would have been playing shit like you know like think about like tombstone where he's like you know whatever like it would like doc holiday so they're playing shit he's playing like 
Yeah, this it's sounds like, like a Doc Holiday song. Yeah, it's not. It's not just. <laughs> I'll be. Jim will be your huckle. The doors will be your huckleberry. It'll be your Something dingleberry. like that, Josh. <laughs> now we should mention that Paul Rothschild is the producer on this. He also did Janis Joplin. I mean, he did a lot of stuff with the Doors, but he did Jan- Janis Joplin's Pearl. He did the first two albums by the Paul Butterfield Blues Band, and you know, I mean, he he does what good football coaches do. do. Like, I mean, he lets he looks the other way the on vocal. sexual harassment. <laughs> Probably, I mean, it's rock and roll in the 60s, so probably. But, like, um, but, but like, he lets the, the great parts about the doors shine. Morrison shines, Krieger shines, Manzarek shines. I mean, yeah. whatever, Densmore is kind of doing what he does, well, and the drums sound great. The drums but are like, way out front on this track. You know, like, yeah, if you we, listen we, to it, like, the drums are kind of almost leading the whole song when they kick in. Yeah, it's one of those that's, like, there's space, but there's also a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. yeah, you know, that's, that's the sweet cool. spot. And, and and talking about and talking about the sweet spot. Do you have to roll in time. flour for that? <laughs> Only when I've covered myself in milk, powdered sugar. Uh, <laughs> um, Neil, where's the sweet spot? Well, to play off your cinematic take, it's definitely like I I just kind of want to hear this in a movie or performance. I mean, I I'd never put this on. Unless it was Halloween or some kind of special circumstance, I'm never. I'm not going to just listen to this. Really? Okay, so it'll go right after Monster Mash. Interesting. <laughs> you also you also jumped the gun because we did not count down into vibe time. So we're going to do that right now. Oh. Uh, cue the music in three, two, uno. <laughs> I, got, I guess we're motorboating. <laughs> <clears throat> I lost motor, the muffler a, for this fucking. All right. It's, it's a motorboating okay. vibe. Okay, it's I, fucking <laughs> that motorboating son of a bitch. Uh, <laughs> well, Jonathan, when, when when do you want to hear this song? You could argue that John Williams is the greatest film score composer of all time. Sure, but I want to hear this in the Star Wars cantina scene. <laughs> <laughs> this is the most perfect oh fucking song. I can of see all those time. little guys doing boom, boom, because everyone looks all fucking weird and like you know you're the stranger. That is a like, great like, take. That is a great take because it's that's it ex- sounds that, <laughs> it sounds like that kind of weird space music. The freak show <laughs> space music in cantina. Well, well. Also, you have like the boom, boom. Like it, it's perfect for any slow motion in anything. Um, but, but I would say I, I did have Halloween written down as, uh, or you know, Halloween is but a to good be clear, one. There's no it, supernatural monsters. No, sure, sure, sure. Mentioned. But it's just the vibe. It's just the vibe. Yeah, it works well. But this because it parallel because it illustrates the, the the theme so well that's the point is like it makes you feel monstrous that's why you guys are talking about monsters there's yeah, nothing but, supernatural but it's you here. it's you as the monster there's no monsters exactly. in the song but it's you that's what's so interesting like yeah, you are I'm the not, monster i'm not going that deep i'm just saying the the vibe of the music is just perfect for halloween it is and, it is you know the, pe- the people are strange tagline yes helps yes. helps that yes, happen Josh, and, and when you're strange i think i think when you're strange i mean he sounds like a vampire when you're strange no, he doesn't when, no, when yes, you're strange no, you sound like a vampire kind of sounds like a vampire. Sound like a vampire i i exaggerated it a bit but you're like posing. i also i also want to hear this at a very like weird party like at like three in the morning when i'm like where am i oh, and why that, am i yeah, here that, yeah, and then this well, song comes out, and I'm that's like, a good oh, that's call. Why I'm if here. you're at a party at 3 a.m., <laughs> just put on "People Are Strange" and you'll clear the room. <laughs> Boom! Or people will just start. 
weirdly dancing. Like, oh my god! Deep cut. I love this song. It's so good. I can play it again. No, no, yeah, no, no. And then they'll start miming. Ding. <laughs> Speaking of mimes, let's slide under the influence. An allergies. <laughs> An allergies. Neil or and Jonathan, this was your song. Jonathan, what do you think this influence? What was it influenced by? What would you suggest folks listen to? If they I would say this, this was one? influenced by. Anxiety and the kinks, and I would say <laughs> this led to Kurt Cobain. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. to your point, I think I, I could see where like anything goth could be inspired by this because it is dark. It's dark and popular, which is interesting. But yeah, I would say once again, from the kinks to Cobain, and this is the kind of song that like. I don't think it needs to be put on. Almost, I I just feel like I feel this song if I'm somewhere where I feel out of place, like. I just I don't need anyone else to hear it. I, I say I hear it myself. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. N- Neil, what uh, what you got? Well, I just have some similar songs. Like it's very introspective, kind of like uh, Psycho Killer and Walk on the Wild mm. Side. Just, it's it's kind of just like owning up to uh, your your own anxiety. Um, I think Floyd, Pink Floyd. There's a lot of similarities. Huh. Kind of just in the introspection. And, um, Interesting. and it's funny, this album, Strange Days, is the title track, and on side two, people are strange, so I think they have some similarities. There's a lot of strange going on on that album. <laughs> are you saying the doors were all about that strange? <laughs> all about They're that definitely strange. all about the <laughs> um, I would say that this song is kind of like, it's less anxiety, like you know. Even though I, I do deal with anxiety and panic attacks, I don't think about that when the think about this song. I, it, it's influenced by like Europe, early French cinema, and like the movie I said, like the Freaks and Blues, so obviously. Talking, okay. And then I would say this influenced True Blood. Like, <laughs> True it feels like True, True Blood, Blood is Blood. a direct Blood. descendant of this song. Yeah, I, I I agree with Jonathan. Fuck you. <laughs> Lost Boys, I'll give you Lost Boys. Lost Boys also is like a direct descendant. American Horror yes, Story, yes, certain yes. aspects there, of that. That's fine, I can yeah, live with that. I hear you. Um, and, but, but more musician-specific, I think, you know, <laughs> Father John Misty is a direct descendant oh of Jim Morrison. Yep, Just yep, the totally. way he performs. Same with, and even to a lesser extent, Jim James, My Morning Jacket. And and more, I would say he, at better is more Morrison than Cobain. Is his name honestly. actually James James? Jim James. No, but <laughs> James James. Is that his fucking James Maybe. James? Uh, James James. I, I grew up with a kid named Kirk Kirk. So, well, Were they both spelled with the same K's or a C? Or? Yeah, and K-I-R-K. Is it K-C K-I-R-K. or C-K? Or? It's just Kirk Kirk. Oh, my God. Why don't we go under the covers and talk about the covers of this song? Jonathan, how many covers of People Are Strange did you listen to this week? Uh, one. Which one? The, the Echo and the Bunnymen, the fucking the from the Lost and Boys. And it sounds so good because Raymond Zarek produced it. Yep. Like I mean, it it, it just sounds like the song. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just the song. Well, They're just which doing is good the enough. Song. And the cool part is, is in Lost Boys, they're playing it, and it ends with the picture of Jim in like the cave. You know. Yeah, they have the poster on the wall. At least it's not that fucking muscly. Lubed up, sexy dude. <laughs> well, you know, you know, I we keep believe. talking about this in movies. You, you know, this was playing uh, Forrest Gump ping pong scene. This is mm. the Forrest Gump. There's a bunch of door songs in Forrest Gump. 
Yeah, I mean, well, Forrest Gump is just Absolutely. a soundtrack. I mean, like, it's no, basically No, there's, like, a, a lot video. of door songs. There's, like, Soul Kitchen. There's a lot of, like, random door songs that never yeah, get, like, well, Love Her Madly. Fucking, like, there's a bunch of them. It's not the most... I don't think of Ping Pong when I think of this song, but, like... <laughs> Ping Pong. I will from now on. Forrest is um, strange. I'll think of Forrest Gump from now on. <laughs> I feel dizzy. Um, <laughs> well... Neil... I God, the Tiny Tim version is so disturbing. Oof. So disturbing. <laughs> it's regrettable. Well, I mean, <laughs> but, you but, didn't even do it. But he, he he dives into the crevasse. <laughs> <laughs> he falls into the crevasse, and there's and he, he no doesn't like, get out. There's no rope team there. <laughs> it's fucking quicksand. <laughs> it, it's so bad. Um, uh, anything? Anything else? Yeah. Um, there was this uh, girl, Katrina Parker, that did it. That was. It's it's really nice. It's uh, you know, and as far as covers go, I would love to hear this done in a simple folk kind of way. All right, so I listened to a few "Rockabye Baby" being one, which is is probably my least favorite "Rockabye Baby" I've heard of all the songs because every song we do does basically have has a "Rockabye Rock Baby, Baby" cover. The like for toddlers where it's just like played on a xylophone, and uh, there was another there was a guy called Leo, very gothy version. And then uh, Tiny Tim, of course. And then K A A Z E <laughs> did a. It starts very normal, and then it's just a cacophony of EDM bullshit, and it's awful. Is that his name? Casey. Yeah. Do you think it's Casey? I guess the way you said it. Like instead of crazy, it's like K A Z. I'm Casey. K A Z. Casey. Casey Casey. Casey Ad Killer. <laughs> Casey Ad Killer. One thing I must say about the song is I the door sounds so seventies. Like I can't believe this was sixty seven. It's so early. This is yeah, this early. was two yeah. years before the summer of love. Like it's crazy that this Well, he's so different as a lead man than say like Mick. Or Roger Daughtry, who would have been bands oh, at the yeah, time no. that had as kind of out there front men. Oh, I also, think they, so... I also think they influenced Depeche Mode. Yeah. And speaking of that, uh, Jonathan, it's your song, How Does the Shoe Fit? This shoe, it fits like a fucking a leather boot with fucking black leather pants and fucking, you know, stumbling feet. So it fits like a poser. Awesome. A po- <laughs> no. It's only posing if it's fake. Like once again, like Morrison, like it's fucking like was like the Hollywood most balls out. Like no, it's guitarist. only posing if it's fake. <laughs> fits like a Hollywood starlet. Nope. Um, Neil, how does the shoe? Fit? Actually, that sounds pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> the shoe fits. The shoe fits uh, well. I think the best thing about the song is this: the shoe fits everyone. And it fits like whatever an organ grinder would wear. I don't know if they wear specific shoes necessarily, but what <laughs> is the, the, the organ, organ grinder, grinder a machine no. or a human <laughs> occupation? Was well, that no. like a fucking no. a significant other? Significant <laughs> other. <laughs> no, an organ grinder is is, is a, a person who played like street music with like a like almost like a turnkey, like a monkey kind of like you turn the thing and you play the keys. An organ grinder. Wears. Yes, no, it's very, it's just circusy. Like, come on, guys, get it together. All right. <laughs> 
Uh, wait, the shoe fits like I, I, I can't get it on. It's a strange fit, guys. Ooh. It's strange when you're a fucking stranger, Josh. Josh, fucking. It, you know what it fits like? It fits like a. It, you know, it has a strange fit. It fits like a, a pair of fucking six inch high heels. That's what it fits oh like. Oh my god. I have no idea what go. that feels like. Red. Tell me more um, about it, stranger. Yeah, you know, I will. Another week. And on that note, thank you for listening to Podgate Rock and Roll to you. We are now going to play a cover of The Doors. People are strange. People are strange when you're a stranger. Faces look ugly when you're alone. Women seem wicked when you're unwanted. Streets are uneven when you're down, when you're strange. Faces come out in the rain When you're strange No one remembers your name When you're strange When you're strange When you're strange People are strange When you're a stranger Faces look ugly When you're alone Seem wicked when you're unwanted. Each are uneven when you're down. When you're strange. Faces come out in the rain When you're strange No one remembers your name When you're strange When you're strange When you're The cover you just heard was performed by Jonathan Horton. Thanks for listening to Pod Gabe Rock and Roll to you. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and rate on Apple, iTunes, and Spotify or wherever you listen. If you'd like to communicate with us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram under the handle at Pod Gabe Rock. Next week is Neil's week. Neil, what will we be discussing? Um, the classic blues song, The Sky is Crying by Elmore James. Can't wait! <laughs>